Good evening. Good evening. We are live. It's Sunday. It can only mean one thing. It's the Gaming Podcast Live. Um, welcome. Welcome, everyone. Uh, Game Podcast Live. We're here every two weeks uh, talking about all the gaming stuff. Uh, with the official podcast, The Game Magazine. And always, I'm joined by my fantastic co-host that just stops me waffling on and on like a lunatic. It's the wonderful Mia. I was just seeing how long then uh, I could wait before it got too awkward for me to actually <laughs> say anything. Hi, how are you doing? I, mean, I wanted to head... see if you'd you'd waffle more. Like I've never stayed quiet for for that long at the the start like, of a podcast. Usually I interrupt you. Con- yeah, true. Considering your headphones were uh, playing around earlier, I just thought, oh god, they've lost they, they've lost signal again. <laughs> Oh, wouldn't that have been great if I just stayed quiet the whole entire podcast and just let you carry this by yourself? How you doing, Robin? You doing good? I'm good. I'm good. This, this Sunday evening, this wonderful, Sunday. wonderful Sunday evening. It's Sunday evening. Um, yeah, nice weekend. Quite quiet. Have my second. Have my second vaccine. I am now double vaxxed. Nice. Two, Join two the double the, vax club. Yeah, two in the arm. Mm. Two, two in the arm. Same arm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, same mom. Um mm-hmm. how did yeah. you how did how did you find it? Well, I just got on the train and went to the hospital. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. And yeah, I didn't yeah, no. I mean, okay. So um okay. You know yeah, what I, know. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the first one actually didn't touch the size. I didn't have any problems with it. The second one, um, I just I mean, look, I, I I don't really get affected too much by these things. And I just kind of had like a feeling of sort of general general malaise, what the Victorians might call an imbalance in the humours or something. It wasn't really anything to worry about. Like hmm. I, had, I had a lazy day on the sofa. I surrounded myself with chocolate. I watched James Bond films. That was my day. Um, that seems nice. I could yeah. probably have pulled through it. Like if it's something super urgent, I probably could have done it. But um, no, no so, fevers or anything like that. You didn't get any cold. No, sweat no, 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 nothing. Had too a better crazy. time than I did. Then let's just uh, leave it at that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I won't go into the uh, minutia of, the, of what I experienced. I actually, wasn't as bad as the first time when I had my uh, my second one. I think we spoke about this last time. Actually, I think we did. This yeah, is, this we, is did. The gaming, we did. The, the gaming slash COVID vaccination podcast. Mm, mm. My vaccination also comes with uh, local amnesia for uh, for podcast related things that's that's what happens Mm, mm. but of course uh it's not just us today no you know is it is it no 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 first things first though before i forget this is a live podcast because i almost forgot to say this is a live it's again it's sunday it's sunday afternoon it's been a long week come on uh, just as a quick reminder for those of you uh, joining us live, you can interact both here in the Twitch chat if you are watching live, or you can head on over to our wonderful, wonderful gaming magazine Discord and, you know, like join in the conversation there. But as I jumped the gun earlier, uh, I will now continue to say the sentence that I was saying then, which I will continue to say now, uh, because usually there's a third person. There is also a third person this week we have a super special guest in the form of the amazing jeff brutlag oh hi hi. hello hello i always like confuse myself is it is it brutlag brutlag how do you how do you say how do you say that it's german so if you just think of like attacking it strongly it's a brutlag brutlag yeah okay i don't know why i went slightly russian then when i said it brutlag that's fine you know what (laughs) same 
side of the world, kind of. So yes. You, you yeah. Did, you general general area. Yeah. yeah same yes. general. Mildly mm -hmm. European. Same there hemisphere. Let's <laughs> let's go for that. How are you doing today, Jeff? I'm doing great. It's been a it's been a good Sunday so far. Yeah. Hope you both yeah. have been well. Uh, we could. Mostly. I mean, yeah. yeah time wise, we're kind of through it now. Um, yeah, I am um, saying that. Uh, after I got my second vaccination a couple of days later, I ended up going to the hospital because I got uveitis in my uh, right eye. So that's that's <gasps> been a fun time to deal with. That's no. that's been a lot of my my last two weeks. So that's Ooh. that's been that's been fun. Which Yikes. is that uh, inflammation the kind of look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, so no. if you see, I, and those who are watching live and can actually see the video form of the podcast, uh, one of my pupils is more dilated than the other one. I am not on anything. It is medication. <laughs> I swear. It's, okay. it's definitely medication. That could so, be a fun party trick. Just kind of like, yeah, if you look real closely, one of my eyes, more dilated. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, actually, David Bowie had the exact same thing. I think people said he had heterochromia, but according to other people that I've heard from, he didn't actually have heterochromia he just had one pupil consistently dilated because a friend of his punched him in the in the side of the head when he was much younger so oh, no. uh yeah there's a little tidbit of information for you today today about you know queer icons so yeah love to see it I, icon <laughs> icons uh, yeah. on. uh oh my god <laughs> I hate this so much. It's, We're it's into really shit puns already. We're ten mm, minutes really ago into shit puns already. Um, let's 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 crack on. So um, we always start our podcast with uh, our weekly recaps, the things we've been up to the last couple of weeks. Um, I, I, Mia, have been playing a gacha game. Hold on! Wait! 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 You've been playing a gacha game. Yeah, not not not. Um, Did not, they invent not... a Lego gacha game and they just didn't tell me Close. about it? What's going on Close. here? Close. Star Trek. Is that a board? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Not Borderlands then. Gotcha. No, I've, I've been playing Star Trek, uh, Star Trek Legends on um, my iPad. Okay. It's all how, right. How, how, how is Star Trek leg Legends? Legends. Is that, uh, is that, is that what Star it's called? Trek. Is it? I believe so. I believe so. Star, uh, or Legends, Legendary, Legendary. One or the other. I don't really pay attention. It's a bit of fun and just sort of prattling around. Um, but yeah, I thought that'd amuse you. Um, I'm I'm doing my level best to sort of like chain my wallet to the desk so I don't actually start sort of getting into any what kind of. The, I was going to say, what is the gacha in that game? Is it is it ships? Is it crew people? It, it's it's How crew. So you, it, it's about assembling crew. So there's loads of sort of like you can have all the sort of random characters, but you can have like the iconic kind of like Kirk and Picard and whatever else. It's just saying they missed a trick there. They missed a trick there. If it had been ships, that would have been so much cooler. They would have made so much money. Who wants to spend money on, I don't know, some some guy in engineering? <laughs> you get like, I don't know, like a, a, a Klingon bird of prey or whatever. No, you, you, you get like Ensign Wesley Crusher. Oh, I hope I get a five star. There's nothing Ensign wrong Wesley. with... There's nothing wrong with Wesley Crusher. He's an unloved, mm. an unloved character who is. That's not what Picard says. Rough. I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> oh, with question in the chat. Thing, but the only Sorry. thing I know about like Star Trek, like I just know that if I were to play this and just like anytime I would get someone with the red shirt, I'd be like, well, okay, that <laughs> that really stinks. I guess uh, out yeah. the airlock. Gonna die. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> Might as well just throw mm -hmm. them out now. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, cute QTR has actually asked a question in the chat. Uh, what kind of Star Trek next gen? Um, it's Legends, so it's across. It's across the whole epoch. It's um, everything. 
Yes. Is it is it TV or is it include like the movie franchise as well? Uh, TV. So it's it's That's owned by stuff. it's owned by yeah, it's, it's it, the ones owned by CBS. So cool. uh, currently in my gang um, is uh, Michael Burnham from Discovery, uh, Worf and Riker and uh, Dr. McCoy right. from the original series. So, so um, the legends are literally just like yeah. the important crew members. Yeah. And then yeah. you get a load of red shirts that you just kill off basically. Oh, there um, are red shirts. Oh God! Yeah. All right. Is it? Is it like basically? Is it like a Fallout Shelter kind of game? Is it? Is it's it's story based. It's, it's playing around. It's playing through the planet, and you sort of have combat moments, turn based combat, oh. um, and collectibles and whatever else. So it's but, uh, it's Raid Shadow Star Trek Legends. Yes, got it. Basically, okay, it's, cool. it 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 really is just insert popular uh, mechanism here sort of thing. Like you could have pressed anything over the top of it and it's exactly the same sort of thing. Anyway, that isn't the highlight of my week. Uh, my real highlight of my week, um, is an amazing indie game that I've been playing on Xbox, um, game pass called rain on your parade. Rain on your parade. Yeah. 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 Hold on. There's a a trailer. Hold on. Bear with. There's a trailer. Okay, cool. Oh, this game is delightful. Oh, oh, I've seen this. Oh, the one without music. Play... So we have to now. And luckily, the I, screen is telling us there's I music. I mean, this so... is a podcast. We should probably keep imagine this. Yeah, Let, let's let's for the audio listeners describe. So um, what we the so, trailer. Uh, what it, is it, this it, game it, about? Okay. Inherently, <laughs> it's literally my most favorite game because it's about fucking shit up. And it's, okay. it, you, you play as a cloud. It, it has a kind of feel like people that were watching last week. I was I, I was playing uh, Yoshi's Crafted World mm-hmm. and it has a very similar feel to this. So it's done on a budget uh, in a way that has kind of like a dangly uh, cardboard cloud. And it's it's literally goose game, but if you are a cloud. And so you literally, f- you fly around uh, ruining people's picnics and, uh, oh God, I've just lost Lost, Jeff. Oh. lost Jeff. There's Jeff, there's Jeff. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, ruining people's picnics and, and doing loads of sort of fun things. And then, very slowly as the game progresses, you get more, it, it starts off very kind of like a, just on a, just for rain and move the cloud around and that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's really simple, but then it starts to get clever in a sense. Like you can, as a, as a cloud, you can absorb different sort of pools. So one, a pool might be oil and you can go and dribble over a candle and set fire to things, or oh. you can go and absorb a load of, um, uh, nuclear waste and and go and sort of like um, melt things or, or whatever That's else. Horrifying. And it actually starts to get rain and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It actually starts mm-hmm. to get it starts to get quite clever. And then you can it, later in the game you learn different things about sort of snow and tornadoes and thunder. And you have to kind of start combining all of these things together to sort of puzzle solve. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's just it's just the best. It's the most simple simple mechanics done with a fantastic sense of humor um yeah just really brilliant it's exactly exactly on on the nose of where my gameplay is like just Mm -hmm. being a dick i just want to be an arsehole in a game a cutesy puzzle game where you get to be a dick yeah kind of like along the lines of like entitled goose game i guess literally and and that's Mm -hmm. yeah and i i really really hope that um they don't i think it's been out for um, maybe six months um or a few months at least but I, I really, really hope it gets like a little late bloom and maybe a bit of help from the streaming community and starts to sort of rival Goose. I really think it could. Like it's a really, mm. really quality, the similar kind of animation style, um, very crafted kind of feel. And it don't. And it's that's just, on 
Game Pass. Apparently. That is on Xbox Game Pass. It's on Steam. Cool. It's on so it's free on Xbox Game Pass, obviously, but it's also on Steam. It's also on Switch. Um, so you can you've got no excuse. You can go and play it wherever you wish. Nice, nice, yeah, awesome. What else have you uh, been do- been up to? With um, I, I've binged uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Legacy? Legends. Legacy. Yes. The new um, superhero comic thing on Netflix, um, which was really, really, really good. Um, I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but it's it's a sort of, it's like a family-esque sort of uh, group of superheroes that are coming up and they've lived for like 80 odd years and they've been fighting all this evil for 80 odd years, but they've always lived by this code of like, they must never kill, but the, the super baddies, the super villains are getting worse and worse and killing people left, right and center. And they're losing, they're losing heroes by the day. But the daddy one who's in charge of everything's like, we must never kill blah, 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 blah. And it's all that sort of like real kind of debate over the role of superheroes really in the modern day. Right. Okay. Interesting. So I'm probably it's, describing it really poorly. Um, no, of course not. No, that I mean that really sells me on that that show. I definitely want to watch it. Uh, it's now. it's also I, it's it has a DC feel to it because it's a it's a bit it is quite mm-hmm. graphic. You, you think body parts are torn off and and that sort of thing. And it's done. Oh. yeah, it's it's done really well. It's Mark Miller. So comic based. It's based on a whole massive series of comic books, and the whole world's sort of there. And apparently, mm-hmm. net the, the, this one season, Netflix have only really picked kind of like a tiny little segment of that comic and just really quite cleverly focused on you it very cleverly tells the origin story and a current day story kind of together at the simultaneously same time. yeah mm, um and a really clever way of differentiating the two times as well because it uses widescreen for olden days and then the bars come down to make it kind ah, of like a movie kind old of aspect ratio yeah, mm, yeah exactly i see so, i see very clever but uh, yeah so if, yeah. if you're bored good watch Eight, um, mm. ten episodes. Funny that you mentioned uh, that the the superhero stuff because uh, something that I did this week was I took Seti's advice from uh, <laughs> two weeks ago and I watched Invincible. Now I don't know anything about Jupiter's Legacy because I've only seen like a, a, a poster and it looked like there's just some old superheroes. It looked like uh, superheroes in a geriatric center. So yeah. I was, I, All right. I was, I was like, mm, mm. but Invincible. That's very, very interesting. I don't want to spoil anything for you, but if you've seen um, Amazon Prime's The Boys series, it's the best way I can describe it is that it's like the Justice League 90s cartoon uh, from like Cartoon Network or whatever uh, meets The Boys. And it's like fully animated. The episodes are like an hour long and it, it, it gets... It, it, it goes to some places that I'm not quite comfortable talking about on a uh, on a quote unquote family friendly family podcast. friendly, yeah. Um, but there, oh my god! For anybody that's actually seen it, watch it. Watch until the end of the first episode, and if you want to continue watching it, you, you'll know by the end of the first episode if it's something it's, that you it's want. It's animated, to do. isn't it? It is, yeah. It's yeah. it is animated, which um, it, it's a little bit weird because like I haven't seen any like push for like marketing about this whatsoever mm. like the boys got like a huge push and considering that this seems to be in the same wheelhouse you'd think that amazon would be doing something but again i heard about it through word of mouth i uh, word of mouth i heard about it through uh youtube videos as well which kind of like spoiled some plot points for me actually but it was well worth the watch it was very 
it's very adult orientated and it's very weird. It's it's definitely not family friendly. And let me just say, for those of you who have seen it, there's this one scene uh, with a uh, subway train that um, haunts me now and i don't i don't want to ever recall it ever again so i don't know how i feel after watching i i basically binged the entire first season after hearing about it i just sat in bed and just watched the entire thing and i was like i think it was up to like 4 a.m in the morning <laughs> i'm glad i did it was fun definitely worth the watch but um yeah uh sorry to not to interrupt the rest of your week but with superhero uh, things that's 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 what i've been up to with with that was there anything else that you wanted to talk about by the oh, way no, i'm done because i kind of just hijacked yeah <laughs> you keep going i will can continue to hijack okay let's continue new pokemon snap i played that uh a week ago on friday it's cute it's fun not really a game that i want to continue streaming because like it's very very relaxing and i kind of want to like keep that for me you know, Nintendo sent me a code. Thank you again, Nintendo, for sending me a code for Pokemon Snap. I appreciate it. But um, yeah, I streamed it the once and I was like, this is so relaxing. It's nice. It's nice to get out there and like uh, see very, very cute professors sending me out into the wilderness to take pictures of cute Pokemon and uh, throw throw apples and, and all kinds of things at them to get them to do stuff. And uh, an old character, I don't want to spoil stuff, but an old character from like other media and like all the games makes a return too and they've changed a little bit and it's really really cool but i don't want to spoil anything so but yeah it's it's wholesome it's fun go play pokemon snap did anybody else get a chance to play snap yet i have been loving it mm. it's mm. i it's just like i don't like i know i played the original i just don't i don't like have a lot of memories of playing the original See, so i never played the original so this right. is all new to me so it's it's cool that they brought back like it really does feel at least from what I remember seeing of the original, but they brought in so many new things and made it so mm. modern to where I'm like they they did such a good job at making this appeal to like current Pokemon nerds and then like people who are like just jumping on the Pokemon train. Mm, mm. Apparently it hasn't like sold amazingly though, which is oh, really odd. Yeah, yeah, you would huh. think like because it's Pokemon, it would be you know a crazy seller or whatever, but apparently it's not done like crazy numbers I, it's done okay i can't really remember what it is exactly but it, it's done it's done all right huh. um other than that though my, like sorry sorry go ahead go ahead no i was, I was just gonna say my, my timeline i mean i'm not a pokemon person so please don't ask me about about pokemon um but my timeline has been quite interesting in terms of like mm. there's been a real sort of mix of like the people like uh Juicebox, who's like a humongous um pokemon fan she was jumping up and down literally sort of like checking a post box every five minutes waiting for it to arrive but i know other people that are just like eh. i know some people that have played it and like, eh. and whereas mm. other people are sort of are, are quite excited about it so i can it's an interesting sort of it's interesting how it's polarized and i certainly haven't sort of even though i'm not a pokemon fan obviously given the profession i certainly haven't seen a massive marketing push for this right mm. i will say mm. like from what i've played it's it's definitely one note so like if you're mm. if you can handle that one note for like a long period of time it's for you but like for me i definitely mm -hmm. like play it i'm like oh my god so cute oh my god so cute oh my god so cute and then you're kind of like okay <laughs> everything's cute um mm. so then like at some point like if if that's your thing like you're gonna love it for a long time but i can mm. see that not being for everyone i i feel like that's also kind of like why well, i don't really want to stream it all that much like i want to play it in my own time because it's nice and relaxing and kind of slow you get on the set thing and you're taking pictures but i'll be like 
okay, I'm bored. Let me do something else for a second. You know, like right. I'll probably just keep stopping and stuff, which doesn't make it a very good stream game for me. Right, right. Uh, I, I, noting the whole Twitter thing that you talked about, though, it's been odd seeing like last weekend, like not this weekend, but last weekend being so wholesome, and, like all these Pokemon pictures and just talking about <laughs> Pokemon in general, and then just like transferring through the week, and then you just got like hot tall lady on your timeline just just chasing down ethan winters with uh mm. with resident <laughs> evil village mm. um i did get a chance to play resident evil village again shout out to capcom for sending a code for that thank you very much um that that's uh that's been fun that's been fun i played like uh the first hour and a half of the game i literally got up to the castle but um i decided to stop and i'm gonna wait a week for like the hype to die down a little bit because i noticed a lot of people in my community were like hey we're so hyped for this we want to play it ourselves um so we can't be here we can't watch you play and i'm like oh okay well if you want to avoid spoilers you know what i'm gonna do you a solid i'm gonna wait a little bit and then you know get get your game games out of the way get your playthroughs out of the way and you come back and you can, you can watch me so i've only done the intro but it's very very weird to me um i didn't play seven but i watched a bunch of playthroughs on seven i'm a massive resident evil fan by the way so i've played hence the, the hat uh, hence the hat yeah i'm wearing the the hat for the uh, audio listeners uh, i'm wearing an umbrella hat um it's very cute and it took me far too long to find it today because i lost it but um yeah i'm glad i'm wearing it but um yeah i was playing through the game and it's it's very odd so far because the experience is extremely linear it's given me massive Resident Evil 4 vibes, but the, the experience so far has been extremely linear. Twice now along the story, I have been picked up from my predetermined path, taken away to be introduced to a bunch of characters, and then had to run back to where I was on that path in order to continue um, mm. the story. And that happened within the space of 15 minutes twice. And uh, I thought, okay, I'm going to stop now and just uh just process this for a little bit and uh i literally i only did the start the, the start of the game i'm i've been a little bit there's a there's a part right at the start with a um again i don't really want to lean into spoilers too much but a bunch, a bunch of enemies that doesn't really give you any real direction so i ended up running around that particular part for about 15 minutes not knowing that i had to be downed in a certain position in the map in order for the story to progress and um it's just the little things like that are, that are like bugging me about it it's a good game it's highly polished and like the the combat if you played seven it's it's all there and the enemies are a little bit more interesting than the mold monsters that you fought in seven so far anyway but um but yeah it's that and some other odd stuff like you go to a european village and everybody is speaking with an american accent for some reason <laughs> Oh, didn't even think about that, but you're right. Yeah, <laughs> it just it just took me out of it slightly. I'm like, I just want my Resident Evil Four. Again. There might have so, been a coach of American tourists who have who have apparently set up shop and have been living there for the last couple of decades. There might have oh, been yeah. a coach of lost things. American tourists. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they just gave <laughs> they up just on the will to go home and thought, oh, fuck yeah. it, we'll, we'll I highly rate like resident evil 4 is like one of my the highest games of all time it's one of one of the ogs and i love that game to death so i was just playing through everything oh, this feels so much like resident evil 4 and then there's just these little things that are just off about it here and there and it's like oh i, I hope there's a really cool merchant character there is but not the merchant character that i was hoping for i wanted my uh not enough cash stranger guy but it was uh it was it was the duke instead who also speaks with a, a wonderful american accent uh 
which which is which is amazing how i know that you've been playing it jeff how have you been oh finding my god it so far? i you know without giving too much away like i never thought i would need a resident evil game with like popular mythical creatures but like mm. here we are and i'm loving it yeah um, I, I, I'm, I like the idea that they're like putting all this like mythological stuff into the story as well. And it kind of makes sense, I guess. I right. imagine it's going to make sense in the story. So, right. Like there's just always, I feel like Resident Evil, the thing it always has done well is like always like pull you in with like something like creepy and intriguing. Mm-hmm. And then at some point it just gets like goofy and campy. So mm-hmm. here I'm like, it's already kind of goofy and campy while also being spooky. So like whatever like happens through the rest of this game, I'm ready. Mm. Maybe. Mm. Who knows? I, I might not s- actually be ready. <laughs> I will say the spooks so far have been pretty good in that spe- in that opening segment. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, other than the the, the whole opening, uh, which I thought was a little bit ludicrous and freaking hilarious, especially when you see one of the, what happens to one of the characters right at the start. Oh yeah. Um, amazing amazing opening uh but the build-up after that and this the spooks that you get along the way uh as as you lead up to this this isolated village was really really cool and really immersive i Mm -hmm. so agree so i've been i've been hella enjoying what i played of that even though i didn't play very much um after that i went back to celeste fantastic game i'm so glad that i continued it gets so much better um again and dealing with all these things about mental health and like facing your yourself and your problems quite literally um still not finished it almost there but definitely worth playing and the soundtrack is so goddamn good uh yeah i yeah, agree it's, i agree it's, it's, i i played it shortly after it came out once mm-hmm. like once through like the main story and like See, I've been seeing more people like play it and like kind of doing the extra content. And part of me is like, man, I should really go back into it because I mm. kind of miss it now. Mm. It is uh, so much fun, but also infuriating at the same time in mm-hmm. order to get those strawberries and doing the B-sides and stuff. My hands were just killing me at the end of my play session the other day. I'm like, is this really something that I want to subject myself to again? But um, I will continue it just to see how it ends. Uh but that is that is a special kind of, of of trauma that is giving me another kind of trauma that I've been getting is from uh, uh, Wonder Egg Priority, which I know that Gaming Magazine uh, spoke a little bit about, which is a, um, a a a special kind of anime. I'm not sure if you've seen this, Jeff. You might mm. like this because it is a uh, magical girl <gasps> uh, anime, um, which which plays like a, a fever dream of trauma. Uh, it's it's a lot. Um, oh. It deals with some adult themes in there. It's essentially about teenagers coming to terms with a lot of messed up shit that teenage girls tend to face at that age that doesn't necessarily get covered by a lot of anime like abuse and suicide and all kinds of stuff. Apologies, Catvita. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I watched the first two episodes. I haven't continued it yet, but it's beautifully animated. I like the character design is fantastic. Um, but it is a lot to take. So definitely some content warnings there if you're going into it. It's not a cutesy anime. Um, it's very confusing because it literally presents itself as if you're inside of a dream at the beginning. Um, and doesn't really explain a lot. You kind of have to infer a lot of the information from 
from literally just th- th- there's no exposition as far as i can tell it's all just through character action and the dialogue mm. of the characters um it's again it's kind of like a dream sequence in the beginning until you kind of figure out what's going on well worth watching it's really hard to describe um but definitely worth taking a look at if you can if you're up to that and up to uh seeing how teenage girls deal with trauma and uh destroy it with magical giant pens listen hey i'm uh, that sounds like my kind of thing mm-hmm. like i want i want that for me so yeah i've had a very weird week uh how's your week been jeff it's been good i mean with you know resident evil coming out and mm. um just that that's mainly what i was like super excited for this week but i mean on top of that i've been like in just like my free time i've also just been being spooky as well mm. <laughs> like um mm-hmm. you guys are talking about shows that like i've uh, you've been catching up on and uh i've been watching i'm not sure i was recommended to this actually by somebody who came by um while i was streaming uh there's a show called sweet home on netflix oh yeah i've seen this it's the uh is that the is it the korean it's korean yeah korean show yeah yeah yeah. i've seen it Um, yeah it's so good it's really good it's um yeah go ahead go ahead yeah no so for anyone who hasn't seen it yet it's um i've i've been describing it as it's like resident evil Mm -hmm. if it was if it was focused on like some people that were trapped in an apartment complex Mm -hmm. um and it's just it's been so cool because like it's it's only like a 10 episode thing so they've really been shoving in a lot of like character backstory and details so like it's one of those shows where like they shove a whole bunch of information into like every single episode so like you look away for one second you're gonna miss some big plot point um but it's just been so loaded with like really good character writing and like really spooky things and like um very heavy content like i actually think that like netflix did a really good job with like their content warnings on it because like when i was looking at it i was like oh yeah they warned you all about it right there but Mm -hmm. it's as far as horror goes it's been like I've just been watching it like this is almost everything I want out of a horror like show or movie or anything. How how far have you gotten through it? Oh gosh, I think point. I'm like I think I'm like halfway through. Mm. Like for those who don't know, it's like it's kind of about like a virus. Um, and at this point of the show that I'm in, they don't necessarily know how it's spreading. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's it's been has all those same tropes of like, uh, oh no, we might catch it from that person, or like, oh no, they're turning. Maybe we should figure out what to do Mm -hmm. with them it's like all very that and like but also with like characters that have really like deep traumatic backstories that you know feel like factor into these uh big plot points that are just so well done Mm -hmm. i think what i quite like about it is it literally does feel like um kind of a resident evil movie spanning across uh, a series essentially yeah. like some of the some of the cg effects like i, I see it, i look at it and I'm like that looks very like liquor-esque from mm. the uh the, the resident evil series totally. um and i love the monster designs in it too they're very very cool and the whole idea that the monster that you turn into is based on some of your like psychological issues yeah is, is super super cool because you get to see <sighs> totally. what comes out of that because i think it's based on their desires or something what they what they want so yeah mm, this bold guy ends up being this hair monster and yeah it's yeah at this point they do kind of base it on like that's where i know about it so far but like i'm super interested to see where it all goes just because of like who i know character wise has started turning so far so i'm like hmm, this Mm. would be very interesting to see how it plays out Mm, mm, mm. it's a fantastic show definitely 
well well recommended though have you done anything uh anything else other than that this week or has it just been it's just, just your horror just your classic horror week just Hell getting yeah. spooky um mm-hmm. i i mm-hmm. think it was last week that i got my second dose of the vaccine so oh nice looking, looking forward to like finally being able to like I don't know, be free. (laughs) Um, I live, like I was just talking to Robin earlier, like I live in a pretty gay area of town. So like I've been very hesitant about just like popping over to go see a drag show. So the Mm. fact that like uh, on Tuesday I'll be considered fully vaccinated, I'm just, I'm probably going to celebrate just by like popping over and like getting to see live drag again. Mm. Amazing. Mm. Yeah, it should be fun. Uh, Yeah. I mean, we get, um, we're still all sitting outdoors at the moment, but we get our indoor spaces open in eight days time. Oh, yeah. Didn't they just like cancel Pride though? Like Brighton? Was it Brighton Pride? Yeah, Brighton Pride. So Brighton Pride cancelled because they're in July, and Mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't. Although that the um, there's an indoor openings for indoor uh, stuff is on May seventeenth. The next kind Mm. of big milestone in our calendars is June twenty first, which is kind of meant at the moment is kind of predicted to be the end of social distancing and the end of any kind of real concerns from a government point of view. Yeah. The, um, the UK has been handling this very, very differently to the US, which I'm yes. happy and yeah. sad about. So we're, yeah. um, yeah, we, the problem is, I think I, I don't want to get sort of drowned in politics at this point, but I think the problem is the second the government throw their hands up and say, right, we're done. All restrictions are off. That's not a free reign for everything to happen. It just means that private organizations then take the blame for it. So mm. I think the problem that Brighton had, I don't want to speak out of turn, is that they were struggling with insurance and that sort of costs as well. And I think that the worry was if you, if I go to Brighton Pride and it's in the, and the government have declared it safe, um, if I then end up with, I, I won't, I'm, I'm vaccinated, but if, if, if somebody then ends up with COVID and tries to sue Brighton Pride because they haven't put social distancing or whatever else in place. I can see um, that being an issue. Then it, yeah. it, the government, mm. so that it just passes through to insurances and then everyone starts to get, basically mm. London Pride, Birmingham Pride, they're all in September. Um, and I think that feels like a slightly longer and more safer gap rather than, early july which was brighton and brighton is a big, it's a big pride in the uk like it pulls mm. a lot it pulls a lot of people um and i, I mean like i think kylie played it a few years ago um minogue not not um jenna and uh or just thank goodness <laughs> just just in case uh or any other kylie but no definitely but so yeah i mean it's it's pretty big i mean it was, i think it was gaga it was meant to be gaga last year so oh, it's really? like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they pull like hundreds of thousands of people, um, wow. but they've just decided that that's not going to happen. But no, I, I'm fully mm. with you, Jeff. It's like I need to get back out into the world. I need to go and start seeing people and doing things and licking yes. lampposts and whatever we have to do. Yeah, yeah. Please. Oh my god, I I cannot wait like for the world to go back to normal so I can go to a you know Japan and go to the Nintendo yeah. Land theme park. Have you seen yeah. the Nintendo Land theme park? We don't it looks so good Japan. It. You can go to Florida. <sighs> it's coming to Florida and California as well. I think. No, I think with the way that people act uh, in in Japan, I'll go. I'll go to the Japan one. I feel like I'll be a lot safer, honestly, <laughs> than in Florida. Uh, <laughs> True. That's um, here, not there. Oh, speaking of theme parks, yes. Star Wars Day. 
Yes. Star Wars Day. Oh, Sorry, let's get on to the topic. Good because, link. Yeah, yes, let's. Yeah. We are waffling slightly. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, happy belated Star Wars Day, everyone. It was Star Wars Day, mm-hmm. May the 4th. May the 4th be with everybody here uh, mm-hmm. this week. And I thought it'd be really fun for us to sit and just reminisce and talk shit about Star Wars in a good way or a bad way. Um, <laughs> we, and, and talking of bad ways, um, we posted a very dubious uh, story, I have to admit, on gaming, um, where somebody had ranked by actual numbers of one sold, um, the top 10 Star Wars games sold in the US. Now, obviously, I'm very happy to report that um, that Lego Star Wars is on there, um, mm. in, com- coming in at 7th and 8th, and 4th with a complete saga. Um, yet to see uh, any fucking update from the Skywalker saga, the one that we've been waiting for like two years for, but that's a different problem for a different day. Um, and if anybody can tell me what shadow of the empire was i would love to know because i have no oh, idea what that star wars game was super old i believe as i'm not sure if it's a playstation game or a pc game but yeah i i know of it but i i yeah. can't for the life of me tell you what it is and also sadly very much missing off um star uh, star wars connect as well if anybody remembers <laughs> that one the one where you hold your sort of xbox dildos and try to pretend this i mean um whatever they call them um, and try and pretend that you're you, you were the. Well, you didn't get anything with the connect, did you? You just you just had to use your arms like a, like a, like a weirdo. <laughs> Sorry, uh, that, and then, you're right, and then that, sing, I'm going solo. I'm going solo. I get the, to do the dance sequence. No, you're right. That was, that was of course the PlayStation's one I'm with the, the, the glowing dildos, mm-hmm. isn't it? They and, had yeah, the, the move. The yeah. connects the connects the one where you just like try and detect you as a person. That's the whole selling point. Your body was the controller, and it didn't work. <laughs> and that worked, wasn't it? They tried. Yeah. Um, so uh, reflections, thoughts, anyone, good good Star Wars games, bad Star Wars games. It took me ages to realize that Battlefront, because I hate online gaming, um, I just thought Battlefront was online gaming until somebody told me that there's a solo story mode. So it, mm-hmm. I then had a, quick, I had a quick run through that the other day. Um, it wasn't too bad. Force I mean, Unleashed was pretty good. I kind of liked, uh, oh, yo, the Force Unleashed games were mm. pretty good at the time um yeah. jedi that jedi game um oh god what was it called the one that was kind of dark souls-esque um jedi fallen order that was okay yeah. i didn't play much of it i didn't complete it uh i don't know I, I i with games like that i tend to go to the hardest mode and then just give up like straight <laughs> away i i don't know why um there was uh the squadrons game was i had some fun with though for the little uh, bit of time see- that i played that <laughs> Me and flying games, I I just end up crashing all the time. Mm. There's it, it too much s- too much going on for me to try and then try and if I have to shoot somebody. Mm. Mm. See, I like that though, but I I didn't think like, my heart goes back to uh, those the oh god, which one was it? Rogue Squadron two mm. on the gamecube and i'm like i love that game so much when it came out it was that and melee in 2001 or something when the mm. games came out and i was just like yeah i'll play that all oh, yeah. day every day but i don't know i don't really play star wars games that much anymore they don't really like grab me because they all kind of like feel like cash grubs if i'm honest <laughs> mm. sorry you, ea I, are, you, I apologize, are you trying to say that there's, but... there's loot boxes in the star wars universe oh uh, yeah yeah oh no definitely not not as if you know <laughs> battlefront 2 caused like crazy controversy with their their loot box scandal but no no oh i think wasn't didn't someone do a study of how long or how, you, how long you'd have to play the game for to open to, to get darth vader if you didn't yeah. if you didn't buy him it's, and it was something, something like 53 years or something 
Mm, it's something to, crazy to, yeah. like that. You, you, Remember, what? They're not loot boxes. They're no. They're surprise mechanics. Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah. They're lucky charms. Um, yeah, if, if you didn't pay good money for that, if you played it and tried to do all the collectibles, you had to play it for 53 years or something ridiculous. Um, I think no. one, when that was revealed, I think EA put a patch out to make it all a little bit easier. Um, but still, that's, yeah, that's special. A, a huge shout out, of course, to, to Lego Star Wars. Um, the only time I can legitimately talk about my Lego fascination. Um, Lego Star Wars, of course, was the first uh, major Lego game. Just a little oh. nugget of that started the whole Lego game um, thing. I and feel, if you go, yeah, I feel like you it's sort definitely... of flash back to it. You, you look at what Lego games are now, which is like it's huge open sandbox world things with multiple hundreds and thousands of characters and stuff. And you, but you go back and you play that first one, and it's just like three characters, and it takes about five minutes a level, and it's all side scrolling mm. and whatever else. It's like so linear. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's there you go. Look, quite a bit, hasn't it? Little bit, little bit. Of, little I don't, I, I don't like Lego games. I'm sorry, Robin. Yes, we've covered I'm, that, but this is my only legitimate chance <laughs> to talk about them is because there are three Lego games. All right, on, all right, on okay, okay, okay. So, Azure, the resident uh, Lego game expert, which of the Lego Star Wars games is the best? Um, well, considering sort of three of them are all much of a muchness um because they're all kind of like there was lego star wars which was the first one that was based on the prequels and then then uh, sorry on the original series um and then they they brought out the second one which each time it just built on the previous one actually i quite enjoyed um the force awakens uh, yeah no the force awakens one the first um of the new trilogy um they did that as lego and they did it really big and then they sort of just went oh we've stopped and that was it. It was just like they, they, they didn't bother doing the last year. They didn't bother doing the next one. And it's mm. because they, they were plotting this super game um, called uh, Skywalker Saga, which is meant to be all, an, another Lego game with a new, but it's got a new engine, which we're all very excited about. I say all, me, is all very excited about. Um, but it's the whole nine films. And so it's mm. like, but it's been, it's been coming for like the last two and a half years, practically, because mm. they were trying to aim to release it when the last film came out and they missed that and then the pandemic mm. happened and they missed that and it's just become like a running joke we've had threads in like three star wars days and i think the best they've released is a trailer um so well hopefully it comes out at some point for you and Fingers i know you really like that now Fingers i'm not crossed. a massive fan of the star wars video games but i am more of a fan of the tv series and well not so much the movies let's not talk about those last three movies that they released because i have some opinions but i won't get into that now because they're did he, quite did he catch the news and he says as he quickly frantically googles did you catch the news the fact they've actually finally named all the trilogies oh have they yes they have names oh so you, so you remember okay uh, do you remember the whole thing about like you always have to say like the original series and then the prequels but then the ones the newer prequels but not those prequels the other prequels and then the, then the well, newer newer like films. the whole thing just the skywalker saga is that not they've just um i'm just trying to quickly pull it up sorry i should have been more prepared um no <laughs> they've now that they've now calling them eras because of course it, this picks up oh. on the fact that and this is something you're probably going to talk about is the the high republic <clears throat> was like the, the the new the new world they're trying to explore which yeah. was set yeah. before all of the prequels um mm -hmm. 
and um yeah my computer not sure if, even if that that Keep takes talking. place before or after the old republic i'm really unsure about the actual timeline because if it's not the movies and it's like an ancillary ancillary media i really don't care I know that there's like a lot of Star Wars fans and we've literally had this conversation before. It's like, if you don't know who Darth Revan is, if you don't read all the like the comic books, if you don't like play all the games or read all the books, then you're not a true Star Wars fan. And it's like, ugh. Mm, mm. Got it. So um, the first the first bit, the old prequels in the 90s um, okay. is called Fall of the Jedi. That's the new name for those three um then you have the the original films um is now called reign of the empire but that now in, but that also includes solo and it includes the bad batch mm-hmm. um and rebels i imagine and rebels yes mm-hmm. um oh no rebels rogue one and the original trilogy all fall under the age of rebellion banner yes that's oh, right so there's even more than that then <sighs> yeah because that's all the, in there the, as well there's an age in between yeah. the prequels and okay cool i didn't i thought ages didn't they'd have been better off just a longer with, amount of movie time. one movie two and movie three at the moment to be honest yeah with it's you. very confusing and then, <laughs> oh, and then the new one is uh the sequels and star wars and the resistance is now rise of the first order so. oh i thought it was going to be the age of shit but that's <laughs> yeah that's just me jj's fuck up um <laughs> It wasn't okay. That was just for 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 dramatic purposes. It wasn't that bad. I mean, the last one was pretty bad, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it really. They to be fair, like I'll be real with you. Um, those films kind of like killed my love of Star Wars a little bit. Mm. I got rid of a bunch of merchandise after that because I was just like, <laughs> like a bunch of like new related just smashing stuff in your. <laughs> No, I literally gave away a bunch of Funko Pops. I gave BB-8 to my dad. I'm like, here, you can just have all this stuff. I don't care anymore. It's it's kind of like it ended on it like a wet fart. It's not. Oh no, it's it's not great. But um, Mandalorian kind of brought me back a little bit. Um, mm. I've not watched Clone Wars. Uh, but I started watching Bad Batch. Actually, should have mentioned that. Uh, I watched it today, uh, and it's okay. It's fun. I- I'm enjoying it so far. Um, but yeah. That's uh, that's about as much as I can say. I feel like you really have to be invested in like the Clone Wars and Rebels and and all of this again extra stuff with the Dave Filoni kind of Star Wars universe in order to get a lot of the references that are in there. But it's 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 fun. It's it's definitely feels more like Star Wars. And I don't know. I kind of like need more. The Mandalorian was a nice refresh of of, of everything. I think you're right, and I think it bodes mm. well, hopefully, for some of the future series as well, with like Obi Wan Kenobi, with you and McGregor coming back. That's filming at the mm. moment. Um, they're also filming one. Oh, I'm, uh, I am actually really hyped for that. Actually, the Obi Wan yeah, yeah, Kenobi yeah. series because, like, yeah, I love really me good. some you and McGregor. You know, I want to see him on screen with that beard again. Oh, <laughs> hoping Oof. he has the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> Lock me off the knees, Daddy. Um, and. Uh, The uh, what are they filming at the moment? Oh, they're filming something about um, you know, um, Diego Luna's character from Rogue One. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, so he's, the, they're filming a series about him as well, even though he's dead which, now. Which is Spoiler, weird because, sorry. like, um, that character is a jackass. Like, he is yeah. not a nice character. So I'm guessing it's going to be very James Bond esque. Well, I mm. think they're kind of, yeah, I, I think they're kind of sort of seeing him perhaps as the new kind of Han Solo, like the sort of mm. the new mercenary with a heart and all that sort of stuff. So that'd be interesting to see what they do with that. Um, I'd heard there's a Yoda one knocking around. Nobody wants to see that. I don't need that. <laughs> Um, Maybe well, who knows? I know there's going to be an Ahsoka one, which I'm actually pretty uh, interested in seeing because well, that they, ties into more of that universe. So yeah, I mean, she's brought in for like multiple. I, I think um, Roseanne, Roseanne Dawson, Roxanne Dawson, um, Roseanne, Dawson, brought, Roseanne Dawson. Thank you. Oh yeah, Roxanne was from um, Star Trek Voyager. Um, so Roseanne was the one who was brought in. Uh, I think she's like signed multiple contracts for like bulk films and bulk tv shows and stuff like they're really kind of pulling off her character as kind of like the next big thing mm-hmm. so be fun to see how it goes i mean look i'm 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 super stoked for it all and i love 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 the the sort of the technology they're using linking back to video games because um a lot of what they do in um in mandalorian is shot in their their thing called the volume which is a big 360 led screen and mm-hmm. they use the unreal engine mm-hmm. uh, to move the camera and move the background relative to to what the camera is doing and it's completely free free and exploring like a mm. video literally like a video game yeah. um so okay. it, it makes it keeps the parallax effect and everything so you can it's a fantastic system it's like literally just Genius. screens that are set up yeah, yeah. and that's yeah mm. And it, it gives the actor something to work with, but it also puts the right light onto the actors. The whole mm. problem with the, the shitty prequels from Star Wars um, was because it was filmed entirely on green screen that they just looked plastic all the time because the light was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas now this this it's actually, if there's a sun blazing, it's actual orangey, yellowy sort of light is coming at them. Um, and that just mm. makes the light on the character work so much better. Were there any like major announcements on on Star Wars Day that you were excited for? I think the only thing that really got me was literally um actually I can share it. Uh I have the video. Uh is the um oh. this 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 lightsaber thing they've got for uh for I don't know if it was Galaxy's Edge or yeah th- what they they're do. it to, but yeah, Galactic Star Cruiser. Um they literally have uh you got your, you got your ray over here. Uh, with this lightsaber that's functioning and kind of like actually comes out, yeah, which oh. is totally weird. Like, yeah, it's actually popping up from the hilt. It's not an effect, which is super cool. That is really cool. Mm-hmm. What, what mm-hmm. I absolutely adore is that they, I think Disney shared that, and uh, there's a load of fanboys that jumped in to say, "Oh, it's already been done, and it's been done so much better." And it's like, yes, because what they mean is a, a company actually created a real lightsaber that uses plasma energy and it can actually genuinely cut things. Now, I'm not a brilliant health and safety expert, but people walking around Disneyland <laughs> with weapons that can actually cause damage, I'm not sure that's on the insurance policy. <laughs> so um, yeah. get a bit of perspective there, guys, and we'll come back try, and talk try, about uh, that. Try a Star Wars fight with uh, with two people with, with plasma blades in their <laughs> yeah. hands. So you, You're going to get that through goes. so many actors. <laughs> I think <laughs> Disney would uh, lose a lot of money real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Me, they too. Want that. Me too. They do not want that at all. Not at all. No. No. Um, any more for any more on Star Wars? Um, I'm pretty much burnt out on Star Wars. 
Well, let's stop talking about it then. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, there's a, not well, not for this conversation, but in general, like I'm, I'm pretty burnt out on on Star Wars stuff. Like Bad Batch is is fun. I'll take the I'll take the TV shows and things, but like in little doses. I wish I could get into the animation. I have to admit, I really mm. do wish I could get into the animations because it just, they do look nice from what I've seen. Mm. They do look pretty nice. That did. I've always they don't hit the same. Wars. I don't. I don't mm. feel like they. They don't hit the same as like a live action mm. series like The Mandalorian does, though. For me, like the problem is I'm far too late to everything these days, and and the Clone Wars is like six seasons of twenty. It odd is episodes a huge investment it, too. That's exactly and they're all the like twenty minutes to go, bother. and it's like I can't. I don't have the sort of the bandwidth to put that into my life. Um, mm. I tried. I think I tried like half the first season, like in the background while I was watching, uh, while I was working. Sorry, and I was just, I'm not getting it. And I, I fully appreciate the quality of it. I love the animation style. It's absolutely, be- they're absolutely beautiful. And mm-hmm. but the, they're actually very cleverly kind of weaving a lot of narrative and stuff. And it's like I don't, I, I need to focus on this if I'm going to watch it. And I don't want to get sucked into 300 hours of my life or something. Um, mm. So it's a pass. I will say that is probably the fastest way to burn yourself out on 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 a series. It's like watching it like a long form series like that. I'll take it in little chunks, like I said. But Star Wars is uh, it just feels way too corporate. Now, mm. like, talking of corporate, been... and one of the things that um, <laughs> that did was announced on Star Wars Day, um, it was a lovely range of rainbow Funko Pops. Um, oh. to really help us embrace pride by putting a rainbow on some plastic crap that you keep on a shelf. Don't you just love it? Don't the epitome just, of the, uh, the epitome of the queer experience. You know, I I'm so over. Like, I think like soon after I first came out, I was like, "Oh, neat! Companies putting rainbows on things—that's fun." <laughs> and now when I see them, just like I will, I'll like be walking through like a store and then i'll see like a shampoo bottle that's like rainbow and they're like pride and i'm like what does that do for us <laughs> what is this doing so we uh you. we get police cars with uh with rainbow uh oh. with pride symbols on them which is which mm. is fun all things <laughs> considered um well but i'm not gonna get into that but yeah <laughs> it's um I don't know. Pops, pops are pops are fine. I just I don't see the the, the range that they had on there. It was like what uh, a Deadpool pop, a a Lilo and Stitch Stitch pop. Uh, I can't remember what the other ones were. I think but they, the Darth they, Vader one. There was a couple of Star Wars ones. Hence the mm, hence the link. Mm, I mean, they they look fine. Yeah, I guess you know, but I I don't know. I kind of I don't, don't get what be you do fooled. I don't get yeah, what you do exactly. with them. Like, Don't be fooled by the fact that I have Funko Pops down ah, here. You corporate sellout. I actually think they're kind of trash. Like as far yeah. as you know, as far as yeah. like collectible figurines go, they're really ugly too. Which is why I only have like certain things. Like Baby Groot doesn't look because it's in a plant pot. It doesn't look like a regular pop. Um, okay, well that's okay. And there's like a Dalek down there and stuff. And uh, Pennywise the Clown from It. You can't find any Penny Clou- Pennywise the Clown merchandise. That's my excuse. So there's there are some very um, they're 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 cheap. They're accessible, but but I don't know. They're 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 garbage. And I I, I can only like, oh. imagine. I just don't get it. I, I don't, I, I, okay, collectibles, I get that. But I was on a call with someone the other day. I won't say who for obvious reasons because I'm about to trash them. But their entire sort of like background of the call was just like stacks of pops. And they're all like, mm. how much money have you sunk into this? And they're literally just sitting there on a shelf. 
Hashtag. Well, yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. Like, I, I've got nothing against collectibles because obviously, you know, I shouldn't be throwing stones because I, I live in this glass house. But, um, I just, just, I get good collectibles though. exactly yeah <laughs> get something that's like slightly nicer um I'm, I'm i'm one day i'll build a shelf behind me i'm gonna have to knock a wall down but i'll have to build a shelf behind me and uh, i can display all my lego and stuff because that actually was worth something because i put my time and energy into it mm, um and it's definitely but, not overpriced uh, no no at all um you can knock it down and you can smash it all up and build it again. That's the beautiful That's thing true. about it. So you actually get multiple goes at it. The, the, it is the an Funko, activity. The, the Funko Pop, the, 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 the only thing you can do with it is you just take it and go, oh, I've just put it on a shelf. There we go. That's that's the end mm. of that $8 or whatever it cost me. You take and it out of the box, put it on the shelf, it gets dusty and then you have to... Well, you take it. It out, you take it out of the box, you can knock at least half the price off. Does it really in, matter in, with Funko in, Pops? They're like a tenner. <laughs> In the good classic way of collectibles, Ooh. you can't play with them because if you take them out of the box. Oh, um, God, I'm oof. getting flashbacks to that uh, Dexter's Lab episode. Oh, God, what was it? Like brand new and BNF, uh, brand new sealed in box or whatever. It's a whole thing, but there is a, there's a fantastic, um, fantastic way, episode of Dexter's Lab. Way off that. topic. Way off mm-hmm. topic. Um, in the UK, there's. Um, a guy called James May, who, who part of Top Gear actually, so I, US a few was old, 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 old Top Gear. Um, mm. He it's did a grand host- tour now, isn't it on Amazon? Yeah, like yeah don't talk about that. Whatever. Don't talk about that. <laughs> um, he he did a fantastic series about to- called uh, James May's Toy Stories. Anyway, and uh, one of them was his whole thing. He had a huge thing about um, uh, collectible, um, no um, model trains, and and his whole thing about toys is that they should be played with, and that's the reason they're designed. That's what you should do. And but he he really doesn't understand why people sort of keep things in boxes and just lock them away and stop people from playing with them. So he went to an auction um, of very expensive uh, train sets, bought a very very collectible uh, coach in a box, and then in front of the people that are in that room, he he paid like three figures, like hundreds, and in front of people in that room, just took it out of the box, threw the box away, and just walked out the room and put it on his train. And and the faces of everybody in that room were absolutely shocked and but that's the mm. whole point toys are for playing with and you can't play this is a long way around to this bashing pop again you can't play with a Funko pop <laughs> what's the point of it I well unless you you know play the ancillary Funko pop media like the gears of war pop games and yes just to thrash that thing any a little bit further mm. Mm. uh which i'm you know gears of war that's a uh what an xbox uh franchise is it yes it is yeah yes. anything else Good happening link. with xbox yeah. <laughs> yes the, these links are getting much better um mm-hmm. uh, xbox uh cloud came out for uh it came out on beta for android uh, for mobiles as a whole in browser that's the whole thing um and it, it's basically the way that you can play xbox cloud on apple devices um because of the ongoing drama with uh, apple and xbox and whatever else and it's actually inherently designed it's really really clever you go to a website you click the button to basically put the website onto your home screen which creates its own icon you press that it opens a browser it doesn't look like a browser and it looks like a standard xbox cloud playing 
Um, and that's where the cleverness ends because when I played it, a very simple game, and it lagged like hell. And and, and my internet is notoriously a bit patchy. That's well, that's the problem but, with like all of these services, you know, like uh, Stadia and you know, Xbox Cloud, and I think there's a few others. It's like it's never gonna work unless the infrastructure is there to handle it. Like it's like we've we've we talked about it a lot, but I I think you're right. It's um. I remember I had a podcast about this last year or something, but when Stardia was kind of a bigger thing and they didn't really shut everything down and get bored, um, there was a whole thing around, you can go to google.com, Stardia, whatever, and you type in your postcode or your zip address or whatever, and, and it, it tells you your internet speed, and, and it sort of says, like, to, to even get basic level of playing Stardia, you've got to have 30 gigabytes um down and like 10 up or something and it's like you tell that to the person living in the middle of bumfuck nowhere now can't living on on the actual farm phoenix arizona is perfectly fine um oh yeah we're great we're like a giant (laughs) metropolis we got it (laughs) um but no it's like the 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 infrastructure and stuff you're right it's not there i mean i'm i'm looking forward to getting out into the city center with my 5g now i've got my double now i've got my two vaccinations um, I can get out and play on the 5G and uh, and um, see how that goes, maybe. Um, it's honestly but... crazy uh, sometimes that like 4G and 5G is better than the level of internet that you'll get by being at home via Wi-Fi, depending on that the area you're in. And I know in yeah. America it's terrible uh, because they've carved it up between uh, certain ISPs, right, for your internet oh, yeah. access. Yeah. 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 And like there are new ones that keep coming up. Like I literally like my phone uh, provider like does 5G internet now. So I'm kind of mm. like, oh my, like new ISPs just keep popping up. Mm. Mm. I think that's going to be the way forward. The problem with 5G, I believe at the moment is that it really struggles to, there's this whole thing about, oh, 5G, you, won't, you suddenly won't need to have your own home internet brackets. Oh, 5G doesn't work very well indoors. It's like, well, <laughs> that's, then let's not worry about our, our internet then. <laughs> Yeah. Like, apparently 5G signals get confused by 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 walls. That and apparently it caused COVID, according to all of those uh well, those, those wonderful I've, people. Oh, no. uh, now, now now we've all got our now we've all got our two vaccinations. We should have perfect 5G reception courtesy of the chips exactly. there inside us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. Going through our bloodstream. It's, I'm uh, just gonna it's like T pose, like you know, like character models, <laughs> yeah. and then I'll just emit 5G. That's how I do it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. oh my god i saw this wonderful meme i know this is a bit a little bit weird but i saw this wonderful meme um uh, it wasn't even a meme it was literally somebody's front door is if you've been vaccinated please you cannot come into our house because of uh of, of your vaccination sheddings and it's like okay okay all right that you there's something about vaccination sheddings now that you you believe yep. as a thing interesting yeah. mm. um, alex, alex jones was shouting on one of his podcasts the other day about um uh about the vaccinations putting plaque the shit you get on teeth the plaque in your brain it's like no alex oh. it's just a stroke have another what? one do us all a what? favor what are people thinking when they're coming up with these ideas are they just like I, I you know what know. I feel like they wake up and they're just like, you know what? I need to figure out how to get attention today. Let's just say that, like, you know. Oh, I, I wish 5G, it was that. I 5G, wish it was that. <laughs> black in the brain. Got it. Like, they, it's just, I, I, I think they just have like these big wheels of fortune and they just go and it just comes up with like topic of the day that I'm going to rant on the mm. internet about. And it's just. The, for a show, though. Yeah. yeah. The truth is far scarier, though, is that it's just 
ignorant people listening to things and then miss mishearing information and it's the gossip network into something. yeah it's the gossip mm. network it's, it's chinese it's, whispers it's the, sorry that's the... not necessarily um whatever <laughs> what what do, what do people call that now Which it's word? a big old game of telephone let's yeah, just say telephone. thank yeah. you telephone thank yeah. you yeah. sorry that's a very old british way of wow. referring to that apologies um, um school days coming back how do we move forward no um no it, it's uh it's, it's the groups on, on whatsapp and telegram and the like and it, it's just the, the sort of the gossip mongering and oh so and so so and so and so and so said this and so and so said that because nobody can offer when you get all these interviews no one can offer actual facts they just say well i heard and the second someone says i heard that you can just mm. discount the rest of the sentence that they're about to come out of their mouth because yeah. I heard is not basis for scientific fact. <laughs> I heard is the start of sort of like, oh, I uh, just bitching. And like, mm. anyway. Speaking of shitty people, as we're off okay. topic, Pokemon yes. trading cards. Let's talk about <laughs> shitty things that are happening in the world. Have you oh, heard no. Have you heard about the current situation with Pokemon trading cards and the scalping, scalping that's going on for yeah. trading cards from cereal boxes? For a, children's ca- for a children's card game? For a children's card game, because obviously, okay. you know, uh, content creators, we ruin everything. We've ruined Pokemon cards now, too, because you know, that's now a big thing, thanks to certain YouTubers who now do unboxings. Funnily enough, I used to um, unbox Pokemon cards like 10 years ago on my YouTube channel. It's really hard to do that now because the prices are insane for everything. Like, the, the, the prices just, like, go through the roof for, like, just buying a box or something to open on camera, insane, insanely priced. But um, it's gone to the point. I think uh, where it's, it's it's there is even more insanity. I think I I'm, I think it was General Mills as a uh, serial creator has like a um, collaboration going on with the uh, Pokemon trading card company, and they were putting like exclusive trading cards in their cereal boxes and of course you know people being the way that they are uh in in the u.s no no offense um are literally just ripping open those boxes on the store shelves there yeah there is there's images of the boxes being just being torn open just to get out these cards and like people with money just buying like massive crates and shipments of of cereal boxes not even to to eat the cereal just to take the pokemon cards out and then they just throw the cereal away okay wasting food um, too great mm-hmm. yeah love to hear mm-hmm. that yeah it's uh it's i don't know it's just like 2020 never ended uh really uh first it was toilet paper now it's uh no it's no it's trading cards um yeah i don't know scalping seems to be getting to like a really bad point at now with uh the whole gpu crisis as well i don't know if oh i was aware of this I just it's I impossible. hear just people talk about it and like that's like it's kind of one of the reasons I like hesitate to like make any upgrades right now just because mm. like I, I know I'm gonna look and be like oh that's yeah no thank you <laughs> I built a new PC last year and I tried my hardest to get one of the new graphics cards and it was impossible I was there on launch day that when they went live um, refreshing like five different sites and of course they're all being attacked by bots at the same time who just buy up all the stock and then just leave and then just leave nothing in their wake that the, the then the sellers just ship them out to the people who then resell them at a crazy markup. And nobody seems to be doing anything about it, which is the problem. Um, I know that there are certain retailers who are like putting systems in place or essentially like take a ticket and you'll get pinged when there's something available, but it's earmarked for you for like 24 hours and then you have to pick that up, which is really cool. But most of the places don't do stuff like that. 
Um, and I feel like this kind of stuff should become the norm so that one particular bot can't buy up all of the stock. I mean, know? we've just lived through it with, 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 with the PS5 crisis. I mean, we're living... Oh, yeah, the same thing. PS5. Yeah, with it's, consoles. It's still not available. Um, no. But you, I mean, the thing is, although I agree with with the sort of the sentiment and the the concept of having that like 24-hour ping window to go and buy your product, that's actually, mm. that's actually a really good idea. The problem is, is that the the markets would look at that and and or Xbox or PlayStation or whoever the suppliers would look at that and go, hold on a second, that company's only selling fifty consoles. This company well, the, just yeah. sold a thousand today, and it's like yes, because I've bought hit and, and bought all thousand. So it's like they're going to look at it and go, well, that company's only selling fifty of those consoles, mm-hmm. but they're but they're selling those consoles really well to real people at the real price that you want to pay for, not by being ripped off and and then putting them online for like, oh, we can buy a PS Five for two thousand dollars or whatever. And it's just and that, like, that's what kind of the issue doing? with these these stores as well is that the stores are selling stuff regardless. So why should they care who they're going to? Yeah. Why should they care that the end user is getting screwed over if they're just you know, making the same money that they would have made anyway. They're making Why would theirs, they want to... so... Exactly. Yeah. They're getting their bag. Yeah. So, I mean, the the worst that I've seen is literally, um, I know this was like a massive thing with the shoe market, like people buying like exclusive shoes and then like reselling them for crazy prices. That's been, that's, that's been kind of a, where this comes from, I guess. Like the whole idea of like these bots being put in place that are to buy like expensive shoes in order to like hoard them and then resell them. Um, it just a certain thing didn't sit well with me and a lot of other people. Uh, there is these special like Nike shoes, which are supposed to be for for people to put on their shoes without having to touch the shoe at all. It's a special shoe that you can like just put on using your foot alone. And obviously, you think you know that's perfect for like somebody with a disability that has mm. limited mobility that can't necessarily like bend down to like put a shoe on. You can literally just pop it out with your foot, push your, sh- your foot down into it, and it's on. They all went and um again botted being sold for like two to three to four times the price on on reselling sites and there are people out here like defending that too saying you know don't go after the resellers they're just you know trying to make some money to like feed their families and stuff it's like we'll come, we'll come up with our own shoe design then and sell it yeah don't, don't sort of steal it it's the same as it's the same as um the same as people that go to like concert websites and and like the the, the artists or whatever the, the the drag stars the the singers whoever have decided that they want their fans to see them at fifty dollars mm-hmm. a ticket or forty dollars a ticket um, and before you know it like a bot or or eBay is just full of people selling tickets to the next whatever um, at yeah. three hundred dollars a ticket and it's like that's not what the artist wanted you're freezing out. Mm-hmm. All of the people that that wanted that, there's, I can't remember who it was. Part of me thinks it was Robin Williams, bless him. Um, yeah, I think it was. So Robin Williams did a did, did a few concerts later in his years, um, and was getting fed up with the fact that he didn't have real people on the front row for him to interact with. It was just rich people that had paid a lot for those tickets and then just sat there looking grumpy. And so mm. the the last few concerts he did, he kept the first two rows empty um and at his dis- at his at his request and then like 10 minutes before the show started the ushers went up to the back rows and brought two rows of people down to the front row and put Aww. and so they could put the, the the cheap seats onto the two front rows 
Um, that's so cute. Of course, Robin Williams did that. Exactly. Amazing. Exactly. Mm. And I just think that was like, it, the artist shouldn't have to be doing that. No. As a way of trying oh. to get his real fans, the people who genuinely want to see him, but could only afford the cheap seats, courtesy of the overpricing and whatever else. And I think that's, mm. I think, I think you got, there's a lot to answer for um with this whole scalping thing of course i don't know what the answer is and i think the, the problem is is that you're absolutely right me is that I, the, the 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 middleman the seller is doing their job they're taking the units yeah. they're selling them that's it's they, they, it's not, they it's need not to care to at the end of the day where that's so. going. Mm. um and i just I, I don't know what the answer is i really don't um mm. Mm. whether you have to some sort of application system, some sort of limited system, some sort of whatever. But I think the the good thing is that I don't think we're going to live through that for too much longer. I think that the the pandemic hasn't helped in terms of demand. Um, and I think hopefully we're sort of starting to see the back of that. Um, yeah. I think the the yeah. next go around, of course, will be for the Switch Pro, the rumored Switch Pro, I should say, um, if, if oh. as and when that happens, um, with a big sort of HD screen and 4K upscale in the dock and that sort of thing. That's... It's been threatened to be coming out for the last couple of years, and they reckon on the on the rumory underground that it's uh, it's this Christmas. Um, hopefully, hopefully, I'm ready. All right, yeah. let me let me give you a little bit of a um, uplifting news as the as the as the final little thing that we'll cover real quick. Um, Apex has just got some new updates. Uh, Apex Legends, they've got their new 3v3 mode, um, a new new season, but they've also introduced a brand new character who is uh, called Valkyrie. Oops. Wonderful, Sorry. wonderful character. They are an LGBTQ uh, plus character as they are a uh, lesbian, which is wonderful. I've actually got the... Yeah, uh, nice. the... Oh, hold on, hold on. I can pray. There you go. I've got <gasps> the gameplay popping up right there hell yeah oh i love um, her they're actually the daughter of a uh one of the characters one of the well the minor antagonists from titanfall 2 so they actually use some tech from like the titanfall games as part of their uh their whole their whole getting around a jetpack style gameplay which is super super cool so yeah you know apex legends continuing their really dope representation uh, the best uh, battle royale game. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> we will. Uh, that's 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 my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. It's actually kind of really big in Japan now. Apex Legends. Mm. I think mm. like it's uh, super big in the VTuber scene, which is given a lot of cred too. But oh, you know goodness. that the uh, LGBT representation. I'm actually thinking maybe I'll jump back into it again. If only I was good at first person shooters. <laughs> so, yeah. I know I would struggle at this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, I, I think I, I think I talked about this, didn't I, Mia, on, on a few podcasts ago um, mm. as one of the games that I was playing because I, I got it on, um, I got it on Game Pass and uh, I, I don't normally go in for this sort of thing, um, but I went into, uh, I, I popped into the game and I uh, I did all the sort of training and whatever else. And it's like, right, I'm ready. I've played Borderlands. What what could possibly go wrong? Um, mm-hmm. And I I literally just landed in this in this zone. I had no idea where I was going. I had no idea what the target was. And then within about two minutes, I'm I'm running around. Within two minutes, someone pops up and just caps me in the head. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, that's the end of my first game of Apex. I think I lasted mm-hmm. about thirty seconds. And I was just having to sit there and watch everybody else play. And I was like, no, this is not for me. <laughs> I'm actually really surprised. 
I'm actually really surprised that it's managed to last the like the test of time at this point because like so many other battle royale games have come and gone, especially mm. when you're thinking about like Fortnite being the big battle royale game. I mean, I don't even see um, oh god, player and uh, PUBG being played that much anymore. Yeah, but like the two Just big the, ones, in the Fortnite. Fortnite, and uh, as far as I can tell, Apex is still pretty big with people. Not as big as Fortnite, but like in in Japan, that's you know they don't even talk about Fortnite. Apparently, it's all Apex. I think so. League's still knocking around, but it, again, I, I think League's very much into the ace, in, just really in the esports world now as well. Well, League of Legends, so that's more yeah. MOBA than uh, Battle oh, okay. Royale. But yeah, what do yeah, I know? Yeah, we've 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 kind of like yeah. I wonder what the next big thing will be because you know it was MOBA for like a huge period of time before that it was like MMORPG and uh now it's been Battle Royale for for a period. I wonder what the next big thing will be. That'll be interesting. I don't know. Hmm. Have you seen have you seen the new Hood game that came out? That's an online yeah. and, and the new Robin Hood game. I was no, so interested. I saw the trailers for that and everything. I was so excited for it. Um but then it was revealed to be a um a four on one online um sort of thing similar oh. to de- not dead by daylight but dead by daylight sort of mechanic um and i was okay. like oh, lost interest now no mm. interest mm. shame uh, mm. there hasn't been a good robin hood game for a while but uh anyway we don't Sorry. we don't have to we don't have to focus on games that may or, or may not be be coming out that are good or bad because we have a wonderful wonderful guest to yes. interview in the form of jeff brutlag Hi. I, I said it really strong then. Did you notice I said it yeah, really strong you, then? I you, really atta- so you attacked it. That's, that's I what attacked I wanted to do. That's, that's, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, it is time for your uh, your your spotlights where we <gasps> get to know you a bit more. We get to ask you all the, the cool questions and you get to be center stage and, and glamour like the majestic person that you oh are. Oh my gosh, so. I love that. As a Leo, I love that. Mm-hmm. And as someone with, uh, with some mild generalized anxiety, I'm also like, <gasps> but... Yeah. I'm don't worry. Don't worry. I will. I will go easy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start you with an easy question. Um, it's like, how, how would you describe your your content, and and uh, what do you feel like attracts people to to that content? So I would describe my, especially like my uh, Twitch channel, is you're sitting in like a like a queer coffee shop where you got some like fun, like cozy, maybe like more story driven games going on. You know, every once in a while we'll get some spooky things. Um, but really, it's a, it is a nice uh, little queer haven of the internet where we uh, we get just as serious as we get silly, mm-hmm. and it's uh, just a nice place to either escape or kind of talk about things that maybe are on our mind that we need to talk about. But it is a place to enjoy uh, each other. Mm-hmm. I saw uh, some of the clips that you've been putting out recently on on Twitter, uh, especially the Resident Evil Village. Clip. Oh just running away from big old mommy oh was, uh, big dommy mommy listen big. like it was that was a good scene and mm-hmm. i uh i'm just thoroughly impressed by like she's not she she lives up to the hype that she had is basically how i've been feeling about her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, you can really feel that energy coming through there really mm-hmm. like and i feel like you bring that energy so much and it's always so fun to just like to, to watch those interactions oh thank you you said um you said you play a lot of story-based stuff so what games apart from obviously resident evil was sort of this week but are there a sort of specific types of games that you've enjoyed playing recently or 
um, what games have been on the stream? So I historically, like ever since like the beginning of my gaming days, I've loved RPGs, uh, JRPGs, just like um, some medieval RPGs. Like recently on stream, I've been working through the Dragon Age series. Um, so I just finished Origins. And uh, I just I love being able to embody a character and being able to just pretend that I am in that world. Uh, so something like that and like highly just customizable characters, things like that with a really fun story uh, for sure. Does your audience sort of play along with you in the game? Is that kind of like a discussion point of the game is like talking about the options you're going to take? Or are you very much playing the lead on that? Or cause I, I know some people sort of it's more of a collaborative thing. Um, when it comes to the, like the bigger, you know, it depends on the game. If it's like one of those big games that I just kind of haven't gotten a chance to get the hype on yet, like with the Dragon Age series, like that has such a cult following that Mm. pretty much everyone that like would come to those streams who would be chatting would be people who've already played it. So I think for me, Mm. it's like, um, when I'm playing those games, it's, it's nice to kind of talk through my decisions. And like most of my community knows that like, I'm not. I'm someone who likes to try to experience the game firsthand without anyone telling me like any tips or anything, you know, that should be coming up or anything to expect. So they'll very much like discuss potential decisions I'm making as if, you know, I, they only know what I've learned up until then. So it's Mm -hmm. nice to kind of have that collaborative effort. And then even people who haven't played the games before kind of like will react to what's going on being like, Oh, I don't like the way the character said that. Or like, Oh, they've been, uh, really nice to you maybe you should you know be nice back so it's it's a fun it can be very collaborative but sometimes it really just does become me just like fumbling around with my decisions and then just sitting back like i know what's gonna happen (laughs) um i like uh i know again you you have a a very very good energy that you bring to your streams i know you're quite out and uh proud about you know your 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 gayness and loveliness and, and wonderfulness. Um, has that always been the case? And uh, that this is kind of like a dual barrel question. Um, if there was somebody else who, who was kind of uh, in a newer position to streaming, who, who was, again, a queer person, LGBT, who was kind of apprehensive about streaming, what would you, what would you say to them? So when I started, well, before I even started streaming, like when it was something that was, I was, thinking about i had a friend who had been using twitch basically since it started and Mm. she told me like you are going to get a lot of questions about like whether or not you're gay just just because of who i am and like how i already carry myself without mentioning me being gay like she was already like you're probably going to get some questions about that and i already was already prepared so i think for me it um it was just something i was already ready for so i just figured what's Mm -hmm. the point and really trying to do much to conceal or like introduce my audience to that later Uh, I just kind of went for it. Um, And I think uh, for somebody who might be a little nervous about it, uh, I think the the unfortunate thing is you're going to get it. Like you're going to get some some anti-LGBTQIA troll. It's just it's going to happen because, Mm. you know, they just exist and they're just going to be who they are. But ultimately, like I think the thing I try to remind myself of now looking back at it is that there's nothing they can say to me that I haven't already told myself or worse. Uh, so Mm -hmm. like it's, they're like, they're just words on a screen. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I do try to treat them, you know, 
with importance because there are people in my community who might not be out in whatever their identity is. And I think it's important to protect them. But for me, as like a community leader, like, you really can't say anything about me being gay that like, is gonna offend me. Mm. Truly. I mean, like, I, like, I don't know if you, you feel this, but it kind of gets to the point where it's like water off a duck's back. Because you oh, like, truly. Like, it's just no, no stains, no water stains, no nothing. Mm. It just it literally slides off. And I'm like, anyway, next, like, <laughs> it's, I, I, I literally like, I don't even, I don't even spare the energy on it unless I'm going to mm. turn it into content. And then I'm like, then I'll oh, spare the yeah. energy on it. <laughs> Take him down at that point. Totally. As, oh yeah. As someone with a surname of gray, um, one letter off gay. Um, I've, I've had every variation of that since I was about five. Oh my um, gosh. Even at a time where I didn't know I was gay. Um, and so for me, it's like, you've got to, you've really got to find some way of getting through to me that would be highly unique because I think I've probably been there, done that, heard that. And mm. it's not, it's not, no, it's not original anymore. It's nothing. No. It's, no. it's not anything that's particularly exciting. So it's. No, they, they like, honestly, like a lot of the trolls that you get, like while streaming or really anywhere on the internet, when it comes to being gay, it's so low effort so like yeah. the, the the apple's already touching the ground and like yeah. it's not it's, it's already fallen <laughs> um mm. so like it's they really like really like just if you as long as you think about that that these these people are trying to do like the literal bare minimum mm-hmm. in invalidating your existence like shows. and there'll be a typo as well because they'll always fuck them into a typo oh yeah like they, they can never mm-hmm. do hate with spelt properly or with good grammar like at least oh, if yeah. you're gonna if you're gonna come for me get a, I'm, I'm a writer get your grammar right Oh my God. Get, no. Yeah. And get your spelling right. <laughs> oh no. I'd be like, I'm not, I'm not offended that you just like insulted me for being gay. I'm insulted that you came in here with bad grammar. Yikes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ew, exactly. I had to read that. <laughs> Talking of writing, uh, off, off stream, uh, you're also a writer. Yes. Um, what got you into that? And like, when did you start out with that? Oh my gosh. Uh, Ooh, we get to dig, dig deep into the archives. <laughs> uh, so I don't know, um, if, uh, for those out there, there's a, a site, um, that probably is still going, um, called Gaia online. Oh yes. I, okay. I, I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I was okay. on Gaia a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It was such a blast. Uh, for those who don't know what it is, think, uh, think like MySpace, but like mm. instead you get to have like a little like anime esque avatar that you get to like yeah, use around. It's great. Um, and I remember I used that a long time, uh, just because of the, the kind of anime aesthetic of it when I was in high school, but then I, I got into role play forums on there. And uh, from there, I was really enjoying creating characters and interacting with other people uh, in the forums. And there would be some times where I would have a couple characters interacting with each other. And I also really enjoyed creating those scenes. So then it it just, from Mm. there, I was like, what if I just created entirely my own story? That's a Gaia plushie? That is a Gaia plushie. Yeah, just a... Oh, that's adorable. Mm-hmm. Very old. Sorry, oh. not to interrupt You're you. You're fine. I'm no, like, I just, I, like, I forgot that they even like did merch. So that was just super mm-hmm. cool to be. Um, Sorry, I interrupted. Go, go ahead. You're fine. You're fine. Go, You're fine. I need to about see your, that. Your Gar writing days. So that's, I think that's what got me into it because like I even like made my own role play forum that like I did with friends and like mm-hmm. they would get busy kind of, you know, doing their own thing that like I ended up just like writing character scenes between me and myself. And I was like, what if I just made my own story like this just for myself? So mm. then I started writing, you know, my own stories. And then from there, I realized I really enjoyed writing. 
went on to get a degree in English with uh, some focuses in like literature and creative writing um, because that wasn't like super like, you know, that takes a lot of work to turn that into a career. Um, I went into like digital marketing so that I can like at least do content writing for social media. Um, and ever since then, ever since I got into writing, I still have such like, even though like with streaming and trying to balance how busy that can be with trying to keep up mm. with writing, like the desire to create worlds and characters mm. like has always been there and just to tell mm -hmm. stories through them. So I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of the stuff that you write about is, is all fictional. What, what, what is it like fantasy stuff? Like what, what are you, what are you, what is your focus? So with, uh, with that, I, a lot of my actual, like my experience when it came to, uh, creative writing classes in school actually kind of focused more on like realistic fiction. Oh. So very more like, I kind of like to do a lot of like heavy character driven things. Um, mm. mostly about like, you know, just like the queer experience. Um, and, Ever since then, I definitely have had, you know, more ideas for uh, sort of more like urban fantasy sort of things, magic in the real world. Um, mm. Like I did have like an idea for just like a, a whole cast of like magical queer people that just um, still kind of there probably will work on at some point, but hasn't I haven't really fleshed it out as much as I would like to. So that definitely is something like that. I really also because of how much horror I've started consuming as of late would love to write something spooky like i mm. i want to take like just like horror tropes that have just been out there and just to completely flip them on their head with just like a whole cast of like queer characters and like having like you know having the final girl just be like maybe a final queer person in some realm and like you know contribute to that in a way that i feel like horror doesn't often do mm -hmm. I really play with those tropes and stereotypes oh, yeah. and things. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I also love writing things like I I took a lot of uh, classes related to like creative nonfiction as well as like hmm. kind of cultural critique. So I, oftentimes I really like to look at like the rhetoric behind certain stories. And um, like I actually wrote um, a really big piece about um, uh, The Last of Us 2 uh, and its mm -hmm. queer representation. So I really kind of picked apart um, why I... Uh, thought it could have done way better um and i really enjoy breaking things down like that too mm, mm. critical analysis do you think um would, would that be ever something like do you I, I actually didn't look into like the youtube side of things do you do like youtube or anything like that i had done it a while ago that's actually mm. how i ended up going to twitch just because like the way what i was talking about with youtube like when i was on youtube i just wasn't having like the engagement that i was hoping mm. for so i, I just kind of was losing steam on it it felt more like i was getting videos out and then like relieved that i finally was done editing them more so than like wow look at this yeah, thing yeah. i'm proud of now uh mm. so i stopped um but you know now that i've curated more of an audience on twitch it could be a fun thing to try to get back into mm -hmm. uh never really con considered it that much but yeah well, I, like with your like critical analysis of things, it might be a nice nice thing to to focus together. I always find that the the issue there though is that's not necessarily the content that people want to see straight away, especially mm. when you're growing to like it's oh, not yeah. that great for the algorithm. But which is kind of a shame, but it is what it is, I guess. Right. Mm. Uh, do you see? You mentioned obviously balancing writing and streaming. Uh, do you? Is your focus on writing to be kind of like your main career in the end, or are you just sort of seeing where everything leads at the moment? Excuse me. Yeah, I do think long term, you know, looking at doing, you know, something more writing focused, I can see mm. myself, I can see being more um, 
having more longevity because like while I love streaming and I, I like I see myself doing streaming until I just I can't anymore. Um, but I, I know that sometimes like content creation can have a very short lived mm. period of time, depending on who you are and depending on what kind of content you make and just depending on so many factors that we can't always uh, keep in check. Um, I know that I would love to do something that when it comes to writing, you know, like then mm-hmm. like the thing is, it's for me, it's so hard to like, I, I just, I just love expressing myself through words. <laughs> like I just, I love being able to just write things and I love just being able to tell stories and share opinions that to me, like, it's so hard to like narrow down, like what exactly is I want to do with writing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know the one thing that, that has appealed to me has definitely like been, uh, kind of doing narrative work for video games just because it is the, like the medium I've had so much experience in to where being able to use my skills to tell a story through video games would be so fun. Very, very cool. I love mm. that. I really hope to, uh, that I get to see like the stories that you craft in the video games one day. That would be very, very yeah. cool to see. That'd be amazing. So yeah. uh, speaking of uh, future plans, um, of course we're in the middle of a pandemic and you know it's a it's a whole thing do you have any particular like plans like for this stream either online or offline that that can take place when the when the pandemic's all calmed down where you can get out and see people again i'm mm. always like i gotta go back to twitch con you know but like oh, what, God, what's yeah. your you know what's your uh what would um, you want to do oh my gosh i you know i've you know i don't part of me like always wants to hope that i can do like fun IRL streams where I take you to fun places. I think that'd be mm. fun, but I'm, I'm always so anxious about like pulling out a camera in public where I'm just like, people are going to be weird about this. Um, yeah. But yeah. as far as Same like, over here, I'm British. Like it's impossible, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like oh. it's just my, my Britishness won't let me do that. But yeah, fair, yeah. fair. But you know, I, you know, I've been getting into my kitchen a little more when it comes to streaming. So, you know, sharing more of that, I think could be really mm-hmm. fun. Um, but no, and I mean, I, I have so many different things. I, I'm one of those people where like I come up with an idea and then I'm like immediately like, I don't know how that's going to work. So then it like ends up going really back into like the back burner of my brain to where like I just, I have to like do some work to pull it out. But there are some ideas that I feel like would be fun to test out. Like I would love doing like a talk show sort of thing like this, focusing on different topics because I just, I just enjoy like also being able to use my platform to lift up other creators on the Hmm. on the space and i think like something like this i can bring in so much um because you know sometimes on twitch like not everyone's going to enjoy like a certain game that you want to play with other streamers so they might not want to show up to that to like see who this other streamer is but literally just getting to sit down and talking to another creator like that can appeal to a lot of people so oh yeah something like that in the future could be really fun absolutely yeah absolutely i mean there are other examples i mean i know that um uh biggest Bennis and uh ed knight um have ed nightingale sorry have uh recently started a podcast i'm not sure if it's i should probably check and see if it's how, how it's going but um I, I think content creators breaking that initial programming of kind of like i must play video game um i think sort of having the conversations learning more about each other sharing other skills mm. i mean I, I sort of think to um uh forgive me i can't i'm, I'm not gonna get this right i think it's bad andy writes is another hmm. streamer from the Rainbow Arcade who's a writer. Yes. Um, my under, my understanding is I think he has writing sessions on stream. Like yeah. he he sits and talks through his writing and talks through sort of character ideas and 
and is writing on stream. I, I find that fascinating. Yeah, I think it's that's definitely not something that ends up being shared on uh, Twitch a mm. lot. So I think mm. having other ways to uh, kind of engage an audience on your creative process and really getting to see yourself, like getting to see creators in a different light, because I think you can only have so like so many different reactions to video games. Mm. Um and while like when new games come out, it's fun to see how we, you know, creators feel about it on Twitch. But, um, you know, I think that's like part of the reason why like when like audiences love when you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to be doing a cooking stream soon. Like you, yeah. you you're going to see so many people being like oh, cooking stream uh, because it's it's different. And it's something that they can like kind of vibe with because mm. everyone eats food <laughs> like mm-hmm. so it's yeah. fun to see it in a different environment. You all eat food. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh Mia. I didn't, that's what you've been I, doing wrong. I was about to say, this is a something new I'm learning about you. No, I, I too eat food. I am a normal human that does things. You like said that, that too. very convincingly. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe Eating food. Fun. We all do it. Yes. We all do it. Does that, does that explain your gammy eye? <laughs> no comment. Uh, moving on anyway, <laughs> we're going to finish off with some wonderful quick fire questions uh jeff again this is meant to be a little bit of fun um you don't have to really concentrate all that much it's literally just stream of consciousness first thing right. that comes to mind so example no. if i ask you which is the best sailor scout you would say uh, pluto pluto there you go okay. so we're gonna start this off gonna keep this off with what's been what's been your favorite game this year so far oh definitely oh no oh no what would I, what was i been playing what have I even been playing? Now I feel like I don't remember any video game that I've been playing ever in my whole life. Um, what made an impact on you? I'm trying to think. <sighs> big big mommy milker simulator? You know what? It's going to have to be Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. I, so far right now, I'm just, I'm fascinated by every single part of it. Hell yeah. What was the most memorable game from your childhood? Definitely. It had to have been a Final Fantasy game of some sort. Uh, probably mm. either nine or eight because those were like mm. among my first two hell yeah uh who's your favorite video game character we're digging deep here B- bayonetta 100 percent. oh yes 100 like campy ridiculous like sassy like she's got it all i'm seeing a theme like vampy women it's uh oh yeah I, i'm i'm digging mm-hmm. i'm digging into your psyche uh, mm-hmm. what game do you most want a sequel to oh god Night in the Woods. Nice. Ooh, yes. Good, good choice. One. Nice little indie who, one. Yeah. Mm. Who would be your dream stream guest, Cheshire? Oh, but when you when you said it like that, I mean Bayonetta. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, you know, I think it'd be really cool to have uh my first thought was Beyonce. Ooh. Nice. Very nice. Uh, what game are you most looking forward to coming out? You know, oddly enough, I'm really excited for that, like, Evil Dead, like, multiplayer Mm. one that they, like, teased. It's just, Mm. there's something about it that's just, to me, like, it looks like the kind of gameplay I'm not sure I'm, like, going to love. But, like, just the fact that it's going to seem a little ridiculous is something that I can get behind. So, I'm into Mm. that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, so if you were marooned on an island, which three games would you want to have with you? These are, like, magical games. You can play them no matter if they're online, offline, whatever, whatever you want. Okay. It's a really good uh, island. Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 14, because I, for some reason, can't seem to find the time to catch up on the main story. Um, so I'd have plenty of time. Um, 
I would also take uh, probably a Pokemon game of some sort. I'm not sure which one, but one of them, because then I can just keep replaying it and challenging myself deeper. Um, and uh, probably Animal Crossing, because it's, it's, it's nice and cozy. And it would be something to like look forward to every day, being like, oh, let's check, see what's in the Mabel Sisters. That would be cozy. Yeah. Uh, which game has the best soundtrack? Ooh, uh, ooh, Persona 4. Hmm. Ooh, good choice. Good choice. Love those 90s uh, beats. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I especially love the opening to Persona 4 Golden. So good. Oh, so cute. Um, and of course, the final question, feel free to take your time on this one. Where can people find your content and what have you got coming up on the channel? Well, you can find me at uh, Jeff Rootlog everywhere. So Twitch, Twitter, Instagram. I've also been posting pretty regularly on TikTok. So want to follow me there. I've been having a lot of fun with that. Um, I also have a website, jeffrootlog.com. I've been meaning to be a little more active with my like my home blog page on there. So keep a lookout for some more updates there. I uh, what else? I, what else do I do? Oh my gosh! Um, so much, so much. I. We are in the season of a uh, St. Jude play live. I don't have a set date mm-hmm. on when I'm going to be streaming for them for them yet, but I would do plan on doing a charity stream for uh, St. Jude. Uh, I know I'll be having some, uh, I know I'm going to be putting myself in drag for the first time ever next month. Ooh. I think I've decided um, that was a, an incentive for a recent uh, stream that I did. And I, I've been in drag, but I've never actually put myself in drag. So we're going to be doing that during pride month and I'm excited. But yeah, those are like my big things that are coming up. Very cool. And I'm assuming just more Resident Evil 8s on the channel in the meantime, or? Yes. And then with um, Mass Effect actually coming out, the new, the remaster this Friday, Mm -hmm. I've played the first one and the second one. And it's been so recent that I'm like, I don't think I can play them again uh, before the new one comes out. So uh, when it does come out, I'll be starting a playthrough of the third one. Hell yeah. Very excited. Very good choice. Very good choice. Awesome. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, um, thank you so much for having me. It's been a, a fantastic time. Yeah, yeah love you. love seeing you as usual. I love you seeing you both. Human. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that brings us to the end of the uh, gaming podcast live. Thank you so much for joining us here. We'll be back in two weeks' time with special guest Glenn Angel. Oh, love Glenn. And uh, of course, in the meantime, do not forget to keep reading Gaming Magazine. You can also head over to the Discord at gamingmagazine.com forward slash Discord. Get involved in the conversation between all, all these things. Other than that, we'll see you again in two weeks for the next show. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, see you all soon. Have a good one. Uh, stay safe out there. And uh, bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.